been a number of uh, thoughts being uh, shared around about whether government might be starting to take a different look uh, in at at the country's inflation position. This is by Hilary Joffe, Business Day columnist, and says that Treasury has hinted that it might be looking to lower South Africa's inflation target to make the economy more competitive and ease the pressure on the rand. Uh, now, let's talk about what this might mean. First of all, is this a very real prospect? Treasury has got to uh, engage with other stakeholders, the Reserve Bank amongst them. But to get an expert view on this, we join now by Siobhan Redford, who's economist, an economist at Rand Merchant Bank, RMB. Uh, Ms. Redford, welcome and thanks very much for your time. What is this all about and why do you think this conversation is surfacing now? Good afternoon to you. Hi, and thanks for having me. Um, I wouldn't quite say it's surfacing now, per se. I, I, what has brought it back, I think, into the the, 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 the limelight is the fact that alongside the budget, there was a release of the macroeconomic review, which right. the, national, um, the National Treasury has been promising for quite a while. So it really is just, you know, and it, you know what it does is, is it looks at macroeconomic policy as a whole. So that includes your national, you know, kind of your fiscal policy as well as um, as monetary policy. So, so this is really what it brought us here. Um, it, it is a topic that we uh, have heard the governor speaking about extensively, almost not taking it off the, the table. But um, it, it, it's definitely something I think that has been contemplated for a while. So I, I, this is these are questions from somebody who doesn't really uh, ha- have a deep understanding of all these things. But would I be right in saying that if they lowered the inflation target, People might imagine, well, okay, that means interest rates are coming down. It could, in fact, uh, from my understanding, mean the exact opposite. So it all comes down to timing. Yes. And um, so, you know, and and I think what we need to do is, is think about this. So it is a good thing, but, you know, to go, say, if we took inflation now at 5.3%, if we decided to change our target now and take it lower, yes, it definitely would mean either higher interest rates or interest rates where they are, for a longer period of time. I think that, you know, when when a policy target change is implemented, it's going to have to be around a time where inflation is expected to go down, um, you know, kind of quite a bit more smoothly than, than right now, with maybe a slightly less um, volatile risk profile, you know, in generally, you know, around the world. Everything, right now, everything is very risky. We've got elections, and not just in South Africa, but around the world. Yes. Um, you know, so 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 the time where, where things are a little bit more normal, um, and that then allows them effectively to keep interest rates higher to just push nudge in, uh, inflation slightly lower. And w- if we cast our mind back to to kind of net November 2017, the NPC actually changed its language a bit to rather start speaking about the midpoint of our target of three to six percent. The reason being that for, up until then, and I, I've, I've gone and looked at the numbers. Average inflation, kind of December 2017, averaged 6.2%. So it was sitting around the top end of the, the inflation target point. And, and there was a concern that that 3 to 6% and the fact that 6% was mentioned last right. meant that people focused on that 6%. But the NPC had inflation coming down um, around that point. And so what they did is they kept interest rates slightly higher. Yes. And we have seen that inflation has actually fallen since then to average 4.9%. So, I mean, for, for ordinary people uh, c- 
kind of listening in and thinking, well, is there is in what way might this change the economy in which I'm trying to uh, earn a living and perhaps build a business and at, uh, in many people's cases just survive? When Treasury weighs these things up, who are they looking at? Are they looking at everybody who lives and dies by the state of the South African economy? Or do they sometimes move in these directions, perhaps with a specific audience like, let's say, foreign investors in mind? Um, I think the focus really is more about, about, about people of South Africa uh, more than it is to say about the foreign investors. But the impact foreign investors have, say, perhaps on on the the interest rate you know, for South Africa is going to be a, a concern and that's going to be through perceptions of, you know, um, of the, like, fiscal risk. Right. That's the kind of a premium that's added to the interest rate that we already have prevailing in the economy. So, and, and you know, when, so what I, you know, what I did say when I said they brought, it, they brought the inflation down in 2017 is that, you know, they kept inflation stable but higher than it would have been had they just, you know, said we got to 6% and lower. By doing, keeping it, it's, so not as like um put it it wasn't as, as hard at that point very high it was like we saying Okay, problems with that line. We seem to have lost our connection there to Siobhan Redford uh, at RMB. Now I th- we thank her by the way for that for that contribution. Very interesting insights. Um Joshua says very low inflation targeting is a cost push approach and can lead to a recession. Now, I want to get into what um, uh, Wamza was asking about the statement in regard to uh, uh, cadre deployment that was first made by Bongani Baloy, former DA uh, uh, mayor of Midval. He held that position, I think, from 2013 to 2021. Now, somebody else who was in the DA, Musi Maimane, uh, who is now leader of Build One South Africa, has uh, issued a statement. And I'll just share with you some of the key points. That's what Wamza was referring to. Um, he says, now he's taking issue um, uh, with Helen Zilla uh, in regard to something that she said uh, uh, Now, I'll read directly from the Build One South Africa statement. He says, in a tweet on X, formerly Twitter, Helen Zilla alleges, I'm quoting the statement, that the practice of cadre deployment was introduced at the DA under its former leader, Mr. Mai Mane. And when she ceremoniously returned, it was quickly done away with it. Done away with. Uh, Musi Maimane says this is simply not true. There was no such policy in the DA under Mr. Maimane. In fact, when he took office, Zilla's own cadre deployment policy, fit for purpose, was expunged. That policy led to what appears like a patronage network of DA persons and affiliates in the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape government. So now the uh, Build One South Africa is saying to Helen Zilla, we challenge you to release the minutes of the federal executive uh, meeting in which the non-existent cadre deployment policy within the DA was allegedly done away with. Release all minutes of any FedEx meeting which directed or dictated which individuals shall be appointed to any government departments or entity. I'm paraphrasing here. And um, finally, to release the minutes of the meeting whereby Helen Zillers, nearest and dearest, were appointed to senior positions in DA government and names Ryan Kutsia, Penny Tainton, Tim Harris, and, quote, countless 
others. So, Helen Ziller and Musi Maimane are squaring off against the uh, cadre deployment policy that the DA did or didn't have. Jumping into the fray is Athel Trollope, who's also left the DA and says, I want to state for the record that I'm not aware of any cadre deployment policy in the DA that was ostensibly introduced by Musi Maimane or reversed by Helen Ziller. As a Metro mayor, I never employed one DA senior official, nor was I forced to. Um, yeah, and on and on it goes. It's very interesting. So Helen Ziller takes on Musi Maimane. Musi Maimane hits back. Athel Trollope jumps into the action. And as if that weren't enough, Malusi Boy, who used to be on the executive committee at the city of Cape Town, responds to Bongani Boloi back to where we were in the beginning, and says this uh, in regard to Bongani Beloy's uh, comments about the DA practicing its own version of cadre deployment. You may have heard him interviewed on our show, uh, and you can pick that up on Prime Media Plus, says uh, of Bongani Beloy, this is a blatant lie. I've never been asked to submit any name to FedEx from a city to all the executives which are appointed by council. This has never happened in Cape Town. So Musi Maimane said it happened in Cape Town. Helen Ziller said these things happened, but it was because of Musi Maimane. It's getting complicated. Have you lost the thread? Of course you have. It's complicated. And it all began with the ANC's uh, catered deployment policy. Suddenly there's a lot of conversation around what the DA did or didn't do. 702 Drive, it's 28 minutes past three. 702. John is on Twitter at John Perlman. So I, we've got we've got Shaborn Redford back, fortunately, on a line. I thought we'd lost her, but there, I do have one last question for you. And Siobhan, thanks so much for your patience. Um, where, where do you think this is all going to lead? Are we going to see lower inflation or tighter inflation targeting? And do you think we are heading, if we look at the broader outlook, are we heading for a point at which interest rates are going to start coming coming down, or is it too early to call that? Um, I think that we're going to see time. Um, the timing of it is going to be difficult. I don't think it's this year. Yes. I think we need to see some you know, improvement in inflation, but it is better for South Africa. It makes it easier to plan. It is likely to lead to lower in, uh, in, uh, interest rates on average. You know, maybe not initially when we push lower, but eventually it leads to lower interest rates. Um, and it also makes us more competitive. So it should probably save the pace at which we depreciate against our, our competing, uh, uh, you know, our um, external competitors effectively. It's more competitive on the world um, uh, stage. Thank you so much, Siobhan Redford, economist at RMB. 702 Drive, it's half past three, still to come in this hour. One more round of the Discam Brain of 702. And then to come in the next hour, one more round of the Discam Brain of 702. And that is it for what's been a fabulous uh, month of quizzing and testing the brains of many of our listeners here. Uh, but we're not completely done with the competition. We'll be out at the Menland Mall tomorrow. Uh, one more quarter final. Then we will have the finals. By the end of the day, we will have the Discam Junior Brain of 702. And we will have the Discam Brain of 702. But stay with us for another round of competition. That's coming up in about 10 minutes' time. It's half past three.